The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemployment so I don't understand how you want to get involved. I don't in it. know, but I feel like I've I found. Do you think it's like this... a calling that you've always had? It is. I feel like at 37, now I'm like, oh, so this is the thing that I should have been doing. I for mean, a in while. a in a way, it kind of makes sense. You've been going more towards the shut-in kind of thing, but also, you know, probably yeah. a lot of talking to yourself. I could imagine you creating other partners. For this, I think this kind of makes oh, sense. Part- in a way. Well, no, I don't want to go in like the partners. Way. Well, I mean, there's a couple different ways I think Friends. you can go with it. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is like my own you little are gang. Rapidly becoming to this, <laughs> you're going to be this woman on the bus. I guarantee, like Ooh. within within like a year. Well, it's a built-in audience. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It kind of makes a lot of sense. We'll have to see what everybody thinks. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I want to thank our ever-growing number of the f- mem- uh, members of the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. We do appreciate that. We're Six so excited. A month. First week is free or $80 for the entire year. Find out more at funemploymentradio.com slash supporter. And also, we do have a Fun Employment Radio event we're going to be talking about it here in just a little bit. We'll talk about it later on in the show. Yes. But we have we we have an announcement to make about, uh, well, we kind of did already tease it, but we're yeah. going to fill you in on some details. I mean, we just kind of want to, yeah, like if you want to hang out with us in a couple of weeks, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll be talking about it here in just a little bit. We will announce that. Also, we have lots of other things to get to today. And I think we need to talk about possibly a monumental shift in Sarah's lifestyle and what she's choosing to do. I think uh, maybe maybe I should let you ex- Well, I don't explain. know. The way that you're like setting this up well, is I not think, effective. I think what you're doing is, is not understanding how big of a change this would be <clears throat> if you got into this. This is a lifestyle choice. Mm, it's not a casual. This, let me just say, as someone who is already like a, a commissioned uh, animal portrait painter. Yes. That is already a little a little strange. Right. Perhaps. Right. So I feel like maybe it could be an easier transition. I don't know. I think it's a I think once you get into this though, you need to go into it hard. Like you need to be majorly into this. Like this has got to be your thing. And that's what we So let's talk about this. Over this last weekend, um Sarah invited me to go along with her to something that I did not even know existed here in Portland. And it's one of those things where I'm really glad that we went and that we found this thing, but it's kind of it's kind of like I think every small town has these little strange like museums or places that are like local local establishments, museums, or um, I guess that would be the right word. Yeah, it's a, I mean it's a museum. Yeah, it's that's a museum. What it's this is, but, but I, mean, I mean like more I'm of like kitschy. Like if there, there's like you know places with like yarn museums or right. like places that's with what I'm like to get to. the spoon, like spoon museums, like something like that's really kitschy yes. and very specific. Yeah. to a certain kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, and and there's. This is something that's in a section of town, section of Portland here called Selwood. I had no idea it existed, but Sarah and I both went to the Portland Puppet Museum over this last weekend, which I got to say it thing. was cool. It's a thing. It's a thing that I did not know existed, but there's a lot to it. I think maybe we should describe the Puppet Museum first, and then all right. Well, uh, let me tell you this. And I then go give, into what. Well, this is the old Sarah world uh, puppet theater. Okay. That we went to. So I, I do want to give a shout out to our buddy Gene, who's a listener. Gene, I, I saw Gene and his wife actually check into this place a couple of weeks ago, maybe a few weeks back. And I was like, wait, where are they? 
Because I saw that, uh, you know, because when it pops up when you check in somewhere on social media, you can see that it's somewhere. And I noticed that mm-hmm. it was somewhere in Portland. The, to clarify here, I, and I'm asking you, isn't it that's the exhibit is the old world part? And then they rotate that out. I thought they rotated that out every few months. Well, it's called the Portland Puppet Museum, a.k.a. the Old old World Puppet, Puppet Theater. Oh, okay. So it has old a world bunch puppet of puppet theater. It's a, gotcha. It's all of that. Okay. Gotcha. Together. That, that's where I wanted to clarify. Yeah. Okay. So both of those are the same thing. And, and, uh, this is in Selwood, which is where we went. Yes. So, so, and it's in a house, pretty much. So it is basically. So the, it's this thing. So I'd seen Gene and his wife check in there, and I'm like, "What the what? There's a puppet museum." And I saw all these pictures that they were taking. I'm like, "How does this exist? And how have I not heard about this? And when can I go to this puppet museum?" So I, I talked with Greg on Saturday, and I was getting ready to go for a bike ride, and I was going to ride down there. I'm like, "Do you want to come with me? I'm going to go check out this puppet museum thing." And he's like. <laughs> Okay, we'll go because we're like, all right, it'll be fun. Like we can take some videos for Instagram and it'll be like a a fun experience to go to the because we've both lived here for a pretty long time now. And I have never and this thing has been here since like 98, I think. Uh, Yeah, 91, 98, sometime in the 90s, either very beginning or somewhere in the middle. Whatever. A long time. A long time. This place has been there. And I have never, ever, ever heard of it. Yeah, I, I had no idea that this existed. No. And so, so it's actually, it's not even like that hard to find. And it's just like, it's, once you find it, it's very apparent that as to what you're walking into, it looks like a well, crazy puppet museum. It's in the middle of a neighborhood, too. It is. It's a little it's bit. It's got so, kind of a storefront, but attached to a house. So if you're familiar with uh, with Portland, just real quick, it's on uh, Southeast 9th and Umatilla, like right next to the Selwood Bridge. Yeah. So it's but, like right so, there. But it's in the middle of a neighborhood. And you're, you're riding along, and all of a sudden you see, and we were riding your bikes, and you're going through this normal neighborhood, and then you just see these giant inflatable rubber ducks, like sitting giant, in chairs. like 10 feet tall. Yeah. Like 10 foot tall rubber ducks sitting in, on chairs in front of this house. Like, okay, well, that's that's a little odd. Yeah, because um, I, I didn't think, because I'm like, those aren't puppets. Those are giant blow-up things. Yeah, yeah. Like, so there are ducks sitting in chairs for some reason, and I'm like, Greg, I think that's the puppet museum, Greg, because we are in the middle of a neighborhood trying to figure out like exactly where it is that we're going. Right. And so so you see that it's like okay, clearly there's either the kooky neighbor because it is Portland. That could be just like the weird the weird neighbor that's along there as well. Oh yeah, because there are all kinds of people like I've some people in my neighborhood that keep their uh they have some Christmas snow globe like you know one of those things that's attached to the air machines. Yeah. That you keep inflated the entire like they will keep that thing inflated like 6 months out of the year. Right. Yeah, so you can't tell like is this eccentric like Southeast Portland person, or is this the actual puppet museum? Yeah, yeah. And so, so you get closer, and then you do see the sign, you know, saying that it's that it is a puppet museum. Uh, looking at our live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash supporter, you can go there and join the live chat or see the archives of the live chat. Rick is saying, I worked in Selwood for 10 years and never heard of this. Exactly. I had no idea. It's no, I had no idea. No idea. I had no idea. But um, you get there, and it is, it's kind of like a tiny storefront, and it's one of those ones where it is attached to a big old house in the back. And there are the giant rubber ducks are a big sign. Uh, But if they didn't have those out, you probably would, you'd pass right by it and not even know. I don't even think you'd realize it. So it used to be called something like Ping Pong's Pong's Puppet Museum. Yeah, Ping Pong's Portland Puppet Museum or something like that. Yeah. And so that was too difficult to say, so they just ended up changing it to the Portland Puppet Museum. Which makes a little more sense. Had it said Ping Pong Puppet Museum, I I don't know if I would go into that. 
I'd be a little confused on what that is exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. But it, Ping Pong, I guess, was the name of Ping Pong's panda puppet exhibitor. Yeah, and Ping Pong was I the name know. of their famous panda puppet. Yeah, I've never had. said Ping Pong this many times in a row. <laughs> so many. But regardless, so so you're going into this, you're, you're walking up to this thing, and you see the little storefront, and it says Portland Puppet Museum. And there's a sign on there that says it's open. It says shows at 2 p.m., and we missed a, whatever the show was. Yeah. And and you we walked in this door. Oh, it's been uh, there since 1999. Okay, so We've it's been really there a long time. We've really dropped the ball, like since 1999. Well, I don't think we're the only ones that didn't know about the <laughs> the puppet museum. So, so you walk in the door, and it, it it's uh, it's a small place, like a small like mom and pop shop kind of. And you see lined up all along the walls, there's a bunch of different puppets. But we opened the door and there was nobody in there. No, there was like, nobody. It's, this room is Even maybe... the, the, the host of the place was no, like, there wasn't that there no, were there any other No, there was nobody patrons. in there. There was absolutely nobody in there. And we walk into this room and it's silent. There's no music or anything. And it's just It's a probably room like full. 20 feet by 10 feet maybe. Yeah, and it's full of feet. like hundreds of puppets. So we yeah. get in there and we're just like. Okay. All lining the walls. And so we're just standing in there. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Like, there has to be somebody here to talk to about the puppets. Well, and there's some, there is something a little unnerving walking in there. I mean, puppets can be unnerving anyway, you know, with their eyes just staring at you. And I've seen enough horror movies with puppets. And so, yeah, in this silent room, just a bunch of puppets. Like, there's no noise. And there's no one in there. And we just walked in off the street into this place. It's like, what? what's going on? What have we just walked into? Is there a body back there? What's going on? Yeah, so I'm standing what, there. What happened? And then so, of course, Greg is like, oh, I don't know what's going on. So I'm like, hello? <laughs> and Greg's like, don't say anything. I'm like, well, <laughs> we're in this puppet music. Like, clearly these are expensive puppets. Yeah. And there's nobody here. And then um, and then it was like something out of a movie. So we're standing in there like, okay, well, I guess we're going to look at the puppets. We don't know. Then one of the doors in the back opens, and this guy, dressed all in black with wire-rimmed glasses, looking very dapper, comes coming in. And he is the museum, he is the puppet museum curator and uh-huh. founder. His name is Steve. He was awesome. And he just comes in like this magical dove of a human. And he's like, oh, hello, and welcome to the Portland Puppet Museum and the old Portland Puppet Theater. I am Steve. I am the, I am the curator. of this. Like, And he was just, he yeah. knows his. But he did. He, he, he just stroked. kind of appeared. Yeah. It was and that's, amazing. And that's what was strange about it. you know. And I'm taking a look here in the... Um, in the live chat, people are saying, you know, no noise is better than tiny whispers. But imagine that, like, just to picture this. You're walking into this mom-and-pop shop lined with puppets, no sound at all, and they're all staring at you. Uh, Edward says, Black Mirror Puppet Museum, Kenny, this is how <laughs> horror movies start. Yeah. yeah, it does kind of seem like that. And then just this curator appears. Yeah, basically, I mean, I heard, like, three steps. I don't know where he was. I just clunk, clunk, clunk. No, he's kind of came out of nowhere. Welcome to the Portland Puppet Museum, and you know, and he's he's awesome, and he's very like grandiose. Me I mean, he is a he's a, he's a performer. He is a puppeteer. He's a performer. He he makes puppets. He yeah. creates them for like he made some of the puppets for Avenue Q. Like, well, we should done, talk about just the museum itself. Yeah, the museum I mean, itself. Yeah, there's so many things about it. But yeah, so he <laughs> asked, "Do you know for sure that Steve wasn't a puppet himself?" That's entirely possible. I don't know. Uh, so, like, they have. They have like actual like old Japanese and Chinese puppets. Because this like is one of the two hundred fifty years old. Some of them. Yeah, because this is the show that they have right now. It's like puppets uh, throughout the world, like the history of puppets. So what they do is they change it every three months. So they have four different um, themed shows a year. So they have like their basic puppets that are there. Okay. But then they change the um, they so they curate the different shows. So it's, it's so they rotate out. So which this ones. one was like you know like the Incan puppets and like yeah, Chinese Greek and, and, and yeah it was. Turkish and Indonesian. Yeah, they had, yeah, it was really actually pretty fascinating stuff. 
like how they would do it different and the different types of puppeting or puppetry. Puppetry, would that be? Puppetry, yeah. Different types of puppetry. You know, yeah. like shadow puppets. and Shadow puppets and, and marionettes and yeah. different kinds of... Um... And then like life-size ones. And then he's got ones that did... He, he just showed us pictures of them, but he's got some that are like 18 feet tall that are puppets. And it is... It is pretty pretty fascinating, like learning some of the history of it and how much they are into it. Um, you know, I mean, it's his it's his life. It's his oh yeah, whole this entire they, life. Yeah. I mean, and there's his they job, his passion, the, everything. Yeah, his passion. I mean, like they they have their puppets all over the world. Like they're in different um, plays and museums. Mm-hmm. Like he was showing us some of the puppets that travel to exhibits in New York. Some of them are like in right. different countries. Yeah, like and, it's. It's pretty fascinating. It, it was. It was. It was pretty cool. I was a little unsure of what this would be like when we went in. It was. I know. It was, I was everything very excited I about the puppet museum, and I'm like, Greg, do. You... And well, Greg seemed to really like it. I like... think it's more because I've been, I've been to like some small town, and and I don't know why this. Obviously, this is in Selwood. It's the middle of Portland. It's not in a small town, but it seems so much like a small town thing, like a small town museum. Like in Independence, there's um, they have the Independence Historical Museum. I think it's called. I, I, I'm blanking oh, on the actual name of it, but I mean, it's all pictures from around town. Like, what are the big pictures in the? And maybe it's maybe it's changed since I was a kid. <laughs> in Independence, Oregon is where I grew up, so it's out the middle of nowhere. But uh, one of the, like in that museum, some of the big pictures were uh, one was a picture of a UFO that somebody took one time on a farm in Independence. That's like in the like, historical was it just museum. Like a light? No, it looked like a flying saucer in a picture. Oh boy! <laughs> Another one was a ghost. That was in that somebody caught a ghost on a on a picture, and these are all like old timey photos, like and it's just this random hodgepodge of things mixed with like some actual historical stuff. Oh boy! And this that's what this place kind of reminded me of, just that vein of things. Well, did you know the Old World Puppet Theater and the Portland Puppet Museum? They're one of the uh, the longest running marionette theaters and puppet building companies in the United States. Huh. Isn't that awesome? That is pretty awesome. Oh, Chris, you're saying the UFO shot is a famous shot. I think you're talking about the one in McMinnville. The McMinnville UFO got all the famous oh, stuff. Boy. The Independence UFO, I don't think it got as much much press. So I just you know it's the the UFO rivalries, sure of the of the Willamette Valley. Um, but anyway, it's it's the the puppet museum was just absolutely. It was pretty cool. It was. And the guy, yeah. so Steve, uh, so Courtney's even asking, how does one become a puppet curator, like a puppet museum curator? I think that you're just really good at puppetry and creating these things. I mean, because it's showmanship. It's, you know, it's being able to physically build these things. Like part of it, he was showing us how he, he made the puppets mm-hmm. and like all the different, like like how Oh, there's a craft to it. Absolutely. Yeah, like how scientific the process is and the different kinds of material used to make sure, um, you know, that they can actually hold up and mm-hmm. not break. Rick is uh, asking, do puppets? Do the puppets look just like museum visitors who were never seen again? Yeah, see, now we're getting into like a Twilight Zone kind of thing. Mm. Like you're going to be a little puppet on the wall for the next puppet. exhibit in three months from now. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how he does. Because See, that's the thing. Is like, I want to be best this friends with Steve now. Because Steve, like just listening to him talk about like puppets and we were just like, you know, just shooting the shit and... He's telling us all and showing us like some of the puppets that he made. He's uh-huh. just like very telling. I'm like, and then uh, I guess they have like adult puppet night where they put on puppet shows for drunk yeah. adults, like which sounds hilarious. Which I like that. Saying adult puppet nights makes it kind of 
you could imply something you, else with that. You but, have to, why do you have to make everything so dirty? Well, I'm just saying adult puppet night. Going over for adult puppet night. Uh, but no, it, I do I do want to go because they're drinking, basically. It's drinking and puppets. Sounds good to yeah, me. Yeah, you get to drink wine and watch people. Like, Although I'd probably break one. That's the only thing I would, I would well, worry you about. You would have to stay seated sitting on your hands. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, but the thing is, though, it really struck Sarah, I think, a lot going to this thing. To where this is what we're talking about, about you, and you've been bringing this up now since you went to this, that you think maybe you need to get into puppets. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe I've been missing my mark because I do very much love Labyrinth. I do love all, like, the, you know, Jim Henson creations and a lot of, like, Muppet things. Like, Mm -hmm. we did just go see the Jim Henson exhibit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't I I enjoy the process of learning how things are made. Yeah. To, like... Living the lifestyle, the puppet but lifestyle. Let me tell you, I've already kind of dabbled in the puppet lifestyle. Well, I mean, I created a puppet once. I've created puppets a couple of times. What does that even it. mean? Well, I did in uh, in fourth grade. I had a puppet named Spike. That was. <laughs> Didn't ever like weren't we requi- required to have puppets? Uh, I don't know. We did like paper mache. So mine was a crocodile with a blue mohawk and a Hawaiian shirt, and his name was Spike, and he oh, was boy. he was wild. Yeah. Anyway. What did he say? What did he sound like? Uh, I can't. I can't remember the voice I had for him. I don't know. He was the kooky puppet, though. I was the kooky fourth grader. Kid. What kinds of kooky things would he get into? Uh, well, everybody else had normal puppets, like a bear or something like that. Oh, but you and were the bad boy. I was the bad boy because my puppet had a mohawk. He had a he had a blue mohawk, and he was a crocodile. It was it was pretty amazing. Anyway, um, you know, and then. Uh, I'm just saying I've, I've created puppets before. But, yes, you're talking about dabbling in puppets. I think I know where you're going with this. But go ahead and explain. Well, I mean, I think – well, first of all, I want to be best friends with uh, Steve, whose title is, again, Puppet Museum Curator. Like, Yes. I, I put myself on his mailing list, and I'm like, Steve, this has just been Have such a Have you been delight. harassing this guy? Did you get his number? No, I didn't harass him. I found him on Facebook, though. We don't have any mutual friends, so I don't know what to do. You already stalked him on Facebook. No. It's just – what's stalking? Typing in someone's name? That's not stalking. Okay. That's just typing in a name. That's a name. Have you gone back there since we went? No, I have not gone back to the puppet museum. I'm just trying to make sure. Okay. No. I just want to understand, you know, where, where, you're, where you're going with I'm this. I think it does look like it's a it. lot of fun to mm-hmm. make these puppets. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to go into 3D, but I'm kind of like, I kind of want to try. Now, do you want to start making puppets or do you want to be the puppet person? I think making puppets and then just hanging around with puppet people. Hanging around with puppet people. I want to maybe hang around with puppet people. I mean, what Because do... I know I am getting older. Remember we were talking about how we're both curious about, like, Renaissance fairs? And now I'm kind of curious about the, like, puppet I mean, lifestyle. would you, like, create different puppets and have, like, voices for them? Like, what would be the first puppet you'd want to make? I don't make? know. Like, if you were to make a puppet, what would you want to make, make the puppet of? I don't know. I don't know yet. Like a, a little lot. you that you would carry around with you? or? Yeah. Well, I mean, if I made a puppet... My first puppet would definitely have to be a sharky. Because See, that's it, different. It, no, because it's not that different. Because I didn't even realize that I have been secretly grooming myself with my sharky for the puppet lifestyle. For the puppet lifestyle. Because I mean, it came so naturally. We've talked about this before. Like my sharky, you know, sharky's poems just came out like. He was just kind of mean and like just a little bitchy. Yeah, like he's a, a mean little asshole. Yeah, and I think that he'd be really popular in the puppet community. 
So you think you could bring wait Sharky? To be honest, Sharky for anybody who doesn't know is one of those stick toys with a trigger that you get in like every coastal town ever, and it's a little shark head, and you pull the little trigger thing, and the shark mouth opens and closes. And then Sarah made up a terrible, awful person who was a voice, and just because I don't know if that he well, like most people is that like beginning like puppet puppetry. I think it is. I mean, because is I'm that just, like your intro, like your puppet curious, it's like intro to puppetry? Okay, so Maybe I should ask Steve. So, if you made a puppet, you would actually he make won't a shark who one. I am. No, no, you really made this like a big, a big meeting. That but I would have to had. do something where, like, he would click because it, he would have to make the clicking sound. That so you'd have did. your hand going up and down. Yeah, but like something would have to be like in the teeth to like make it like click every time. I'm sure you could clicking. figure that out mm-hmm. to make the clicking. Noise. Or this little shark can be like, uh-huh. "Hi, Greg." <laughs> I hate that voice so much. <laughs> I hate you, Sharky. Uh, so, so if you made is your forehead this... getting bigger or is your hair getting thinner? <laughs> so, if you made this terrible, awful Sharky puppet, um, what would you do though? Wow, just insult you. God, it would be so like. Much would fun. you start carrying this around with Maybe. you? And this is where I'm saying there's a, fine line. there's a fine line. And I'm not talking about you know people like Steve who this is their passion, but probably know you know the difference between Reality, interacting, yeah. yeah, interacting in in real life and and work. I could see you. I could see this being a very dangerous step for you. Yeah, in that, like? we've talked before about how you know you're slowly becoming more of a shut-in, which is fine. But now, if you add puppets into the mix, and, and I have Miss Sharky, like, and a Sharky small and I, like, studio really, apartment, we like really bonded. Like we would just kind of chat. Really bonded with no, your it's mind. Like Sharky, I think the thing that the reason that I would do well with puppets is because I can. Um, because I have a voice for them. It's like another you voice. You have a voice? Ba- it's like a voice in the back. That's why, like, Sharky always speaks the truth because, like, Sharky gives no shits and, like, d- clearly doesn't like you, which I'm sure is in here somewhere in here. But, like, I don't know how to deal with it because, like, we're so entangled in, like, work stuff. So, like, now I have to, like, kind of use this to express disdain. I don't think you have any problem doing that. But... If with this voice, people want Sharky. Maybe we could. I should probably make a puppet Sharky. I don't. I think that's the worst idea you've ever had. Ah, Greg. That could be the last day of Fun Employment Radio ever. So if you did, you ask me, Greg. If you if you did create this, this is what I'm saying. I just want to give you a heads up of where I think you're heading with this because I don't think it would be. Very, it would not be a very long stretch for you to switch from "Oh, I'm curious about puppets" to "Oh, I'm the woman on the bus with like two different puppets on my hands no, that are talking one. to each other." No, because I'd be talking to a puppet. I think I'm more of like a um, or a, a ventriloquist. <laughs> a ventriloquist. Well, I mean, because I think I'd rather like have a one-on-one with a puppet. I don't want to like be watching a conversation between two friends. I want to be one of the friends. But yeah, can't you get in there in the middle of it if you've got two of the puppets? Okay, so you're a single puppet. Would you have the same puppet when you start riding the bus with the puppet every day? Yeah, it'll probably just be Sharky every day. Okay. Sharky's so been you know, my, like, oh, Sharky comes... and I have been friends for years. I just feel like Sharky's body has been broken well, now. Technology, so Sharky just... technology has advanced, and now he needs to be rebuilt so because if... somebody murdered him. Wait, so you're just going to walk around insulting everyone around you all day with this shark puppet? <laughs> like walking on the bus and like, oh, Sharky, you shouldn't say that. Oh, look at this. Look at this asshole coming on the bus. Like, Sharky doesn't hate everybody. He just hates you. He hates me. So what, he has compliments for other people? Yeah, he likes some other people. Who does Sharky like? People that aren't Greg Nibbler. <laughs> he, didn't like, uh, he didn't like Dan the Pirate either. He did not like Dan the Pirate. And Dan the Pirate that. tried to murder him. 
I can't blame Dan the pirate with the things Sharky said to him. I know. It was Dan very was rude. Kind of rude. He was kind of an asshole. <laughs> I just I can't. <laughs> so, so you're gonna be. I don't think it's too far though. For before you're. Oh, Mike doing is this. saying like triumph. Yeah, but Sharky has more d- a delicate touch. Sharky oh, does not even, have a delicate touch. I didn't even realize I triumph insult comic time, but triumph is more like the poop on and the cigar and stuff, right? Sharky yeah. is more a gentle Triumph's spirit. Triumph's pretty funny. He's pretty funny. Yeah. But, <laughs> so. Oh, look at that. Oh, Courtney just posted a picture of a shirt. But that doesn't have realistic <sighs> eyes. Like, I would have to paint him like one of my, I want to paint him like one of my dog paintings. Which, by the way, I have openings in my queue if you would like to have me paint an animal, even if it's a shark. Go to sarahxdylan.com, S-A-R-A-H-X-D-Y-L-A-N.com, or feel free to give me an email at sarahxdylan at gmail.com. Let me paint an animal that you love. Have you ever painted a fish? No. But I had never painted an emu until I did, and I yeah. knocked that out of the park. Somebody should hire you for a fish. I still think we need a lizard, though. Oh, my God. Lizard challenge. I did paint a chicken, which is kind of a lizard. No, doesn't quite That's count. like a dinosaur. It, well, also not a lizard, but mm-hmm. no, it, it doesn't quite count. Um, lizard challenge. Somebody, somebody commissioner for a lizard challenge. All right, so. Anyway. So, so what's your plan with this? Where do you expect this to go? Like, do you want to go on a tour together, or how would you make this work? Um, well, first, I would have to start with the bus because that's like that's that's an it's urban. It's like your tour. testing ground. That's an urban tour. Yeah, you know, for people if they get a day pass for five dollars, they get to see like the show all day. Everybody gets to see the Sharky show. Yeah, I don't know exactly what Sharky and I would talk about on the bus. And I don't yeah. know if I could do it, but I think I can because I kind of mentally disassociate from Sharky when when I'm do- when him and I are talking. Yeah. And be like, like he just all of a sudden starts like saying things, and I'm like, I don't know. Oh, wow. sorry, just just my shark puppet. It's just my shark puppet. Oh, I don't think that. I don't think that. Oh, yeah. So what kinds of things are Sharky gonna say? Sharky gonna make like social commentary? And... No, no social commentary. No sexual harassment. Okay. No. I think Sharky would just be genuine, generally nice because the best Sharky would be the one that likes everybody but you, and that yeah. would just be satisfying to me. Okay. Just talking, you know what Sharky would do? Sharky would complain about you on the bus. <laughs> to random strangers? Have you met this douchebag, Greg Nibbler? <laughs> yeah, he does, a, he does this show on this thing called Digital Trends. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's what Sharky's going to be saying? He tries to steal the glory from my friend Sarah <laughs> on Fun Employment Radio. It's being noted in the chat, Keelan just said the Sharky show would turn zero heads in Portland. If PDX, if that PDX alerts is any indication. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would just complain about you on the bus nonstop. To just random people. Just random people. I think you could get into that really easily. Oh, yeah. You could disconnect from reality really mm-hmm. quickly. I know. That's why I, like, I don't like, if I unplugged, like, I'm afraid that I won't be able to get it back in the I outlet. I don't know if you will be able to. <laughs> if you decided to go full on talking to a puppet and bringing it around on the bus, I think that's about it for you. Like, that's that's where it's going to go. I mean, I do Like, see you're going to be of... that person. And you're not going to understand it. No, but real. let me tell you, as a, like, you know, as a person be real. who worked in Portland media, like, we still work in media in our new form of it, but I yeah. mean. In old style Portland media, like a lot of Portland media people go fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I. Oh yeah, that's true. There no, are. a lot of people like it, just think about yeah. it. And a lot of people like ex Portland media people go bonkers. That's like the thing. And so, like anyone would probably be like, oh, Sarah saw Sarah X Dylan on the fourteen the other day talking to a <laughs> shark puppet. <laughs> and then people would be like, what oh, happened to her? What happened to her? <laughs> 
Oh, man. Uh, I almost want to do that just so it could be a report. Like, yeah. oh, how far they fall. Yeah. Yeah. Because so many people would get, like, such, uh, how do you say that, schadenfreude? Yeah, uh, yeah. Such pleasure out of that, they'd be like, oh. Oh, yeah, they would love to post, yeah, about, about yeah. your downfall, yeah. about you talking to a puppet. But why would <laughs> that necessarily have to be my downfall? Maybe I found a new friend to ride the bus Portland's with. Sharky Woman is actually a former <laughs> radio DJ. <laughs> Sarah <laughs> Dillon. Sharky Sarah. <laughs> she's... <laughs> she's never says she's never had a friend. Oh, Courtney like says, oh, you and Sharky could become friends with the mixed medications lady. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. you and the now mixed that made medications it real. Now lady. That made, that that's made what it I'm too saying. Real. That made it too real. Like I, you are not that far away. I just and if that's what you want to do, that's more power to you. If that's who you want to become. Um, and again, this isn't talking about everybody who has puppets. This is talking particularly about Sarah riding the bus with her sharky puppet, insulting me as she's going about her day. I don't. I I think I it's would a, just be like a it's Greg, a careful a Greg hating shark. That's all it is. Just specifically hates little curly haired. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope of where you go because like all these things will come out because like I think like I I squash down a lot of my um, thoughts, but then like they come out of Sharky's mouth, and then like I don't really know, like I feel bad, but it's like not anything that I would have said to you personally. Again, that's one step from saying I don't remember stabbing them. I don't remember it at all. It wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah, this is all going in the deposition again. This entire show leads up. That's the spoiler. This entire show leads up to a trial. This entire the entire so this would be like the half fun employment radio. Is this the halfway up. point in our lifetime movie? I don't know. I think it's, I think we we're past the half the halfway point. Really? I think when it starts I'm escalating on the stand pretty and quickly. And I have my friend and like a, it starts escalating we're pretty matching quickly outfits? from here. Yes, with you and you and your shark book. The judge has to give special permission for you to come up with your hands talking. Like, all right, do we have to swear in? They have to swear in Sharky. Like, Sharky, do you promise to tell the whole truth, the the whole truth, nothing but the truth? I sure do. Oh, God. It it, it really is. So, anyway, I kind of want to get involved in the public community. I'm not involved at the end of the movie because I'm already dead. Yes. So, I don't even get to see the end of it. Yes. Wait, is that what I'm on trial for? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be for. For me, for when I go murder. missing or whatever, murder. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, there's a puppet museum in Portland. There is, and it's pretty cool. And I want to find out about more museums and exhibits like that. Yeah, I want to know what other museums things. there are in Portland that I don't know about. Portland, or even outside, you know, a general area, because uh, we're going to be doing some more traveling for the podcast. So we would love to go check out some more things, and uh, and and let us. Let us know. Yeah. You know, maybe there's some weird. Who knew there was such a treasure? Who knew there was a Portland puppet museum? Like, what other kind of museums? Also, look are there? that up and and uh, give them some of your, uh, give them your patronage. They're really nice. You know, we haven't. There's the toy museum, isn't there, in Portland? I don't know. I think there's a toy museum that we may need to go check. There's out. that weird like race car museum uh, off of I five, which doesn't That's really sound appealing to me. I'm not yeah. really a race car guy either. Have you gone to the peculiar? Pe- how do you say that? Peculiarium. In no. Northwest Portland? No, I didn't even know about that. Send us in suggestions. We want to go check these things out. And we'll post them all on our Instagram pages and or for Fun Employment Radio's Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. So, yeah, we want to see more of these weird things and let you know about them. Yeah, that was fun. I had It was I, cool. I yeah, feel like I had really a cool. very Portlandy weekend. Like sometimes, you know, with things changing, it gets a little uh, 
sometimes it gets to be a little bit of a bummer, but it was like a 60-something-year-old, uh, you know, 60-something degree day yeah. bike riding. Oh, God. But the, we were talking about the allergies earlier with the bugs everywhere. Oh, oh God, it was the grossest thing because it's been so rainy and all of a sudden they all come to life at once. I was – when we were riding our bikes down the Springwater Corridor, I was covered in bugs. Yeah, that really upset you a lot. It was disgusting. Yeah. It was a lot well, of Well, you bugs. were covered in corpses too. Oh, no. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, yeah. it was – They're all hatching. I know. And Greg kept saying that. That was the worst. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, they're all hatching. It's spring. They're all hatching. Yeah, they're all hatching. You know, they're just being born right now. They're hatching they're and hatching. they're flying on you. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what happened. All right, so if you want us to visit your weird museum of something, but, you know, hopefully it's like a real museum and not your basement where you want to kill us. Oh, yeah. I've got a museum right down here. I've got a museum in my pants. It's my axe museum. Yeah, No, that's not going to be a good thing for us. Got a museum in my pants. (laughs) Here we go. That's a T-shirt, the new Fun Employment Radio T-shirt. I've got a museum in my pants. Free admission. And now since Greg repeated that, will somebody please cut that out and send that to me? Thank you. <laughs> and the master plan has been achieved. Hello, my friends. Hi, everybody. No. Oh, my gosh. Keelan saying I'm just waiting for Sarah to get a ventriloquist dummy that looks like Greg, which she actually treats better than Greg. I totally would. <laughs> But I don't know if I want... Oh, God, that might be the funnest, though, is to have Sharky, but have Sharky look like Greg, but have Sharky's voice. Oh, that's way too weird. Oh, that is so weird. Oh, yeah. Like the dead blue eyes and like the... <laughs> dead blue eyes. My eyes are dead. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, boy, do I have a job that might interest you. Mm, oh, boy. Netflix is hiring, and Netflix has now posted job openings to pay people to binge watch television series on Netflix. Doesn't seem like it'd be good for my health, but yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Well, uh, streaming. Uh, so let's see. So streaming system, of course, Netflix is seeking applicants to be paid to binge watch television shows. So it's uh, seeking to fill an editorial analyst job. That's what you'd be called, an editorial oh. analyst. Okay. That includes watching, rating, and categorizing original and imported programming. So watch foreign stuff, and then I categorize it, so I'll be like, oh, this is horror, this is comedy, like that kind of thing? I think you can, yeah, like what kind of, because they do like genres and then subgenres. Mm. Somebody's going to get paid full time to do that? There's not a... The company says that it requires someone who is passionate about movies and television with a deep knowledge of the entertainment industry, who can also work with tight deadlines. You watch a lot of Netflix. I think this would be something that you would do. Mm, not really, though, because I don't really watch watch it. Like, I, most of the time I do it when I'm doing something else, so I don't, like, just sit and stare at it. Yeah. I only half the time watch new things, so usually I, mean, every once usually like, I just put something like on I, the background. I binge watch, like, Jessica Jones. Like, there are, like, s- specific ones, but yeah. I don't read, I don't watch everything. There's a 
so much stuff I haven't watched. I just watched a Netflix original movie called The Titan, and it's terrible. Ooh, I am oh, currently watching uh, my horror movie aficionados. I don't know how it ends, but I am currently watching Veronica, which is um, a Spanish horror movie. It's uh, it's subtitled, but holy shit. You're watching it subtitled? It's subtitled, yeah. Wow. Um, but holy shit, I was watching that by myself last night when I was um, doing a, working on a painting. Um, once again, Um And I had to turn it off. It was, it, it's scary. And you know, I can usually watch scary things. This, for some reason, this movie, because it has great reviews, and I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, subtitles, I don't know. Because it's basically set in the 90s, in 1991, where this girl disappears, and it's actually based on a true story about how this is the one case that is deemed, like, um, unsolvable. Like, they don't know, they absolutely have no idea what happened to this person. Huh. Like, it, it's unresolved. Like, they did the analysis. So it's based on this woman, this girl, Veronica. And uh, in 1991, she plays an Ouija board with some of her friends during an eclipse. And summons some sort of bad thing, and it's just kind of like the three days leading up to her eventual death. It's fucked. Like it is, and it's Would not I like, like it? really. It's not really graphic. It's really. It's psychological. Like I tried to. I, I turned it off last night, and I was scared. And I tried to watch a few more seconds, and I turned it. I'm like, nope. And I watched some Thirty Rock. I'm like, gotta get that out of my head. Gotta get that out of my head. Would I? Would I like it? Or. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's very well paced. Yeah, it's it's scaring me. Like I'm finishing it after the show today, in the green room, in the light, because I'm not watching that shit at my apartment by myself. All right. Yeah. I then I kind of want to see it. Yeah. The when I yeah. watched the Titan, it was uh, it's with what Sam. What's his name? Sam, who was in uh, the Avatar movies. You know what I'm talking about? The guys. I don't know. If, I don't know what else he's been in. Sam Worthington. Oh, was he the guy in the wheelchair? He's the main guy. Yeah, he's the main guy in the Avatar (laughs) movies. This movie is, it's not good. I thought it was good. It had everything that I thought. So it's like the Titan, and it's about the about uh, Titan the Moon, and about how. um, Oh boy, I've already lost interest. The human civilization, uh, Earth is dying, and we must adapt and move to Titan. And so they're trying to speed up evolution by giving him a bunch of shots and like making him adapt to the cold and methane. It's, hmm. it's, it's terrible. It's really bad. I watched the entire thing, though. Of course. Well, the listings are seeking analysts for original programming as well as Spanish and Japanese movies and television shows. So that's what you're interested in. I'm sure you can Google that and find it. All right. All right. Out of Pensacola, Florida. Here's a Florida headline for you. A Florida woman mistakes her 37-week pregnancy for just overeating bad Chinese food. Mm. She was... Pregnant for 37 weeks and did not realize it. Crystal for overeating Chinese food. Crystal Gale for 37 Emerson. 37 weeks. You just kept on going? Just kept on eating. It's like, oh. It's well, just... she thought, all right, so Crystal uh, so Crystal Gale, 29, of Pensacola, Florida, said she woke up around 4 a.m. last weekend with stomach pains that had her running back and forth between the bathroom and bedroom for more than an hour. So she was thinking that she had... Food poisoning. Oh, my God. She said, I had Chinese food the night before and kind of figured maybe I had food poisoning or something like that, Crystal Gale said. But it turns out that there was <laughs> nothing wrong with Crystal Gale's General Sow's chicken. Unbeknownst to her, she was actually 37 weeks pregnant was on, and was on the verge of giving birth to her second child. So wait, so she'd been pregnant so before? she'd been pregnant so before. So she knows what it... Uh, granted... I've never been pregnant, but 
I would think that you'd kind of notice Especially your if body she had been changing pregnant before. Yes, <laughs> just I don't know acting differently. I think that's a fair assessment. And then also, yeah, being pregnant previous to that, I don't know. I mean, you have to be kind of. Fam- I mean, you've lived in your body your whole life. I mean, I would just think maybe you're a little more familiar than that. I don't know. Well, uh, Crystal Gale was supposed to go to work, but she called in, and an hour later, as the pain worsened, she woke up her fiancé because they needed to call an ambulance. Wait a minute. Crystal Gale says, Mom, my stomach pains were excruciating, and I could hardly move. I think it was about 6.30 when the ambulance finally got there. It escalated so quickly, and I realized that I was having contractions, and we figured out what was going on, because at first we really didn't know what was going on. Ooh, this is real. Crystal Gale. Why you didn't know what was going on? Well, so how is it possible that Crystal General Gale Siles chicken. didn't realize she was pregnant? Well, Crystal Gale said she's already been through one pregnancy, but she was never the type to feel a lot of symptoms typically aligned with pregnancy, such as morning sickness. She said she also didn't notice much weight gain. She said, I gained a little bit of weight, but with my first baby, I didn't notice either. I never gained that pregnancy shape, and then I wear loose clothes to work because I work at a retirement home. So I guess the way they fit me, it was hard to tell that there was anything different. An obstetrician with Sacred Heart Hospital, where she ended up having her baby, said it is possible for a woman to learn of her pregnancy just hours before going into labor, but in over 20 years of practice, she's only witnessed it three times. Well, that would be more. That's more than I thought she would. Yeah. Yeah. What was her name again? Crystal Gale? uh, Crystal Gale Amerson. Amerson. I was going to say Crystal Gale is a singer. No, I'm sorry. I just really like the first two names. So yeah. Like Crystal Gale has a better flow to it. I see. Yep. Crystal, yes. Crystal Gale Amerson. Okay. Yeah. So let's see. So um, on Sunday, Oliver James was born in the back of the ambulance a short way from the home of Crystal Gale Amerson and her fiance. Wow, that's a long baby. Well, 19-inch baby. Is that is that large? I mean, that's... I don't know. I don't know how big they're supposed to be. Well, a foot is 12 inches. Well, I, no, I understand that, but I don't know how long a baby is supposed to be. When it... Well, um, let's see. Like, for context, um, Brendan Ryan's baby is 21 inches when it was born. Or no, that's Heather's. I don't remember. Whatever. Well, that's Babies. longer than... Yeah, that is. That is longer than 19, Greg. Yeah. You're correct. So. Okay. All right, well, Amerson said the EMT who helped... Del- so she, like, not only went into labor, but she didn't even make it to the hospital. That was how far, like... <sighs> All right, so uh, Amerson says, uh, uh, going with the Chinese food, she says that she's probably not going to have Chinese for a while. Uh, she said, I think I'm traumatized from Chinese food now. I don't think I'll ever be able to look at it the same way again. Fair enough. It's probably kind of the least of your concerns there. I mean, just having children you did not expect. Maybe that should be more of the concern. All right, Courtney's saying my son was 21 and my daughter was 19 inches. Yeah, because so. I'm pretty sure, yeah, um, Eloise was 21 inches. So 19 isn't that much shorter. Babies. <gasps> Greg, I get to go see Eloise this weekend. I bet she'd like my sharky puppet. Tell her all the stories about this mean guy named Greg. <laughs> Greg liked to take away all the toys from the little girls and boys. I can't even do it. Like, I'm not even thinking about moving my hand. It just happens when I do the voice. 
You're not even going to make a puppet. You're just going to draw eyes on your fingers and walk around talking to yourself. Finally, one more story, and uh, thankfully more children are coming into the world because they're doing things like this. Boo! A new internet challenge is taking the world by storm. Oh, I think I've heard this. Yes. So, the, of course, there was the Tide Pod Challenge. The Ice Bucket Challenge. Jeez Louise, that was like Well, a Ice long Bucket time ago. Challenge was for Then that's for a positive good. thing. That that's was raising money to fight, yes, to fight disease. But uh, there's a new one, and it is called the Condom Challenge, and it is fucking disgusting. It involves inhaling an unwrapped condom in through your nose and pulling it out through your throat. This is something that has been popular in the past. It was popular in 2011, then 2014. Now in 2018, it has come back. Teenagers say that they're using this as a way to fight boredom. If you want to scoop your to brain fight out. fight boredom. They're with, that bored. Yeah. If you want to scoop your brain out with a spoon and not be able to unsee it, you can look up the condom challenge on YouTube. You do not want to do this. The social media, um, kids are using this on social media for likes, views, and subscribers. And this is one of the ones that's trending right now. Ugh. So just so you know, um, you might stumble across that. So if you see something that looks like someone's about ready to snort that, just so you know, that's something that's happening. And if you have children and you're listening to this, I know that you are far smarter than the average intelligence. And you're doing just fine, so you don't have to worry about anything like that. <sighs> Oh, and there you are, my friends. It's your world of crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I accidentally, it was one of those audio, auto start videos, and I saw that. I wish I could unsee that. That was. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really gross. Yeah, it's, it's really gross. That's pretty gross. I don't even have anything to say about that <laughs> other than. Then it's gross, yeah. Yeah, it's gross. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, should we do a little bit of ball talk? Because it's a big day. It is a big, big day. Oh, ball talk. boy. Big day. Boo. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. A couple of stories in ball talk, but really one big one. And also, of course, I do have to make... A prediction today, because I was right about Saturday. Uh, but first, before we get to that, so the women's national championship was yesterday, and it was won by Notre Dame with a three-pointer with .1 seconds left. Ooh! They won the game. Apparently, that is exactly how they won the previous game. Was a three-pointer by all by this uh, woman, Erica Ogunbowale. Um, I have no idea how to pronounce her name. Sure, we'll say that. Anyway, she won, so Notre Dame are the champions of the women's bracket. But tonight is the finale of the Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions. All right, so we have a few things to get to today. First off, much as I predicted, unfortunately... Loyola Chicago, the Cinderella team of the Insanity of the Month Before April Basketball Tournament, was defeated over the weekend by the University of Michigan, the Wolverines, 
a number three seed, move on to the championship to face the Villanova Wildcats. This is the Wolverines. So that's well, going to be happening today. People are saying today. that you picked Kansas. Oh, you did what? pick Kansas. I oh, said God. I picked Michigan. You're such a filthy liar. I said liar. I picked Michigan. No wonder Sharky hates you. I said I picked Michigan. I didn't talk about the other game. All right, that's some BS right there. <laughs> I said I picked Michigan. Okay, that's... Stop. You're just embarrassing yourself. Wolverines. Anyway, Michigan's in. Um, and they will be taking on the Villanova Wildcats in the championship. And I'm going to make my prediction here in just a minute. There is somebody from Michigan, a Michigan fan, who could win $1 million tonight if Michigan does win this game. And uh, the thing is, you know, it's like you feel it's like, oh, yeah, I want to root for them. They're, they could win a million dollars. But he had enough spare money to bet $25,000 on the, on the Wolverines winning it. Like, oh that's boy. throwaway money. Just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, maybe they'll win. Oh. I mean, yeah, good for them. But could win uh, $1 million if Michigan does win tonight. So that means you're rooting against them? Mm, I'll, I'll say who I'm rooting for here in just a minute. Okay. I'll make that pronouncement. I do want to give a quick update on the Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions. <sighs> and taking a look here right now, I don't think there's any way he can be beat. No. Well, m- most likely not. Actually, I take that back. Maybe there's... Did somebody have Michigan winning? Because Maybe if somebody had Michigan winning the championship, then that might work. Oh, yes. Oh, we do have a battle. What? We've got a battle today for the Fun Employment Radio Tournament of Champions. I didn't realize it. Okay, so number one, sitting number one right now in our tournament, until I kick everybody out and make myself one, uh, is Dwayne from Calgary with his bracket, Frozen Balls Don't Bounce. And since we are down to Villanova versus Michigan in this championship game, the number two bracket the only person really with a chance to beat Dwayne, Jeff, has Michigan winning. So I believe if Michigan wins, Jeff will win the tournament. Oh, boy. If Villanova wins, Dwayne wins the tournament. <coughs> wow. It's... Dwayne is the defending champion. Uh-oh. So that is where we are sitting. Sarah, you plummeted. Oh, no, you didn't. No, I really didn't. Sarah's sitting at number. And you're looking at yourself. God, you're embarrassed. Like, does it get embarrassing to you when you're like, oh, I'm going to win? And then, like, you fail so, like, astronomically? Like, that must be embarrassing for you. Uh, Not in my mind. I think I'm doing just fine. Oh, wow. Basically, you know, everything was set up against me. So do you mean I'm somebody who fought against ridiculous odds that probably a lot of other people didn't have to fight against? And... I somehow. Oh, that's a. Th- you need to pump brakes. I somehow there. That's made enough. it. I mean, what when it comes to the bracket? It's probably the worst I've ever done. All right. So anyway, let's get th- let's get to the prediction. Who will win, Villanova or Michigan? The Wolverines versus the Wildcats. The winner, Sarah, tonight will be none other 
then the Villanova Wildcats will win against the Michigan Wolverines. Mark it down. That's my prediction. You know that's it will happen. going to me up even higher, Greg, right? I'm just making a prediction on what's going to happen. There's only two choices in this. I didn't say who I'm going to root for. I'm just saying Villanova's going to win. And there we go. That is. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. What are you doing over there? Nothing. I just got a thing. All right. So uh, about our FES, uh, FERSC, real quick. Yeah, yeah. The Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. Yes. The pins. Yeah. So we have we been have mailing out else? the pins. Yes. So it turns out that uh, enamel pins are very popular, and people have been stealing them from the envelopes. I am so fucking pissed. So this is, uh, and I actually went to talk to the people at the post office, and they said, absolutely, this is not something that we do. We don't remove anything from an envelope. Yeah, the post office isn't stealing them. I know. Just like, I just wanted to make sure that they weren't taking them out because I like didn't put enough postage on it. I just wanted to absolutely make sure. So it's not them. Um, so some people have been getting their envelopes, but somebody has slit open the sides, and they've been stealing the pins, which is... Fuckers. Kind of pissing me off because we are kind of a small business and we had to pay a lot of money to get those made. So anyway, whatever. But that being said, if you are one of the people who unfortunately got your pin stolen, don't worry about it. I will totally send you another one. It's absolutely fine. I just I just heard from somebody else, so that's why I was looking. God damn, that pisses me off. Yeah. So please let us know if if you receive an envelope where it's cut open on the side because the pin's been stolen, so we can get you another one out. Yeah, because I had heard this. I was looking online and a lot of. Um, Pin manufacturers have this exact same thing happen. That's really annoying. Really? So uh, so yeah. somebody out there, so several people are out there now wearing pins that did not deserve them and are now walking around with our Fun Employment Radio pins on? Mm. Like, what are they going to do with it? I don't know. Like, maybe because they I mean, If they're stealing it, it, they probably don't even know what Fun yeah, Employment Radio is. Yeah, because they probably opened it and they're like, what's Fun Employment Radio? Like, okay, well, I don't know what, like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, anyway, are they going to go hawk so it somewhere? terribly I mean, sorry if, if this has happened to you and we will get you another. So anyone who's written to me, I'm totally going to mail out some more today. So it's a little bit frustrating, but that's yeah, okay. That is frustrating. Just wanted to let you know, I um, don't you worry about it. You didn't do anything wrong. We'll get it taken care of. We'll send you another mm, one. That's annoying. Well, one place you could pick it up in person, actually, if you are yeah. a Supporters Club member, is at the Landmark Saloon on Saturday, April 14th. Yes. Because we are having another one of our Fun Employment Radio Experience events. This is, again, this is Saturday, April 14th. And as usual for these things, it's a two-part event. One is the first part, though, and this is the one that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's our VIP event for the day. So uh, Landmark Saloon at 4847 Southeast Division will be closed to the public except for you who purchase tickets to the Fun Employment Radio Experience. I'll tell you where you can do that here in a second. And if you do that, you'll get to see a live Fun Employment Radio podcast. Uh, the bar is closed. It's it, well. The bar will be open. Well, the bar the will be open for have, you, the, yeah. for the VIP people who buy tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not open to the public. And we'll have our fine sponsor, a Small Town Brewing, with uh, not your father's Mountain Ale. Fun Employment Radio Experience again yes, will be a live a- podcast, yes. and we're going to focus on the upcoming trip to Alaska. So this is going to be just before we go to Alaska, taking the whole Fun Employment Radio thing up there for for the week, and. Uh, and we we've got some special things planned for this show. Yes. Every live episode is going to be a little bit different and this one is going to be Alaska focused. There may or may not be a special guest. Oh boy. Making an appearance. Maybe two special guests. Maybe multiple guests, you know. Making uh, appearances. Yeah. But it'll only be there live 
at the Landmark Zoo, and you can pick up your tickets at funemploymentradio.com slash experience. There's also a banner there on the front page, so pick up your tickets. It's 10 bucks, And then after that, we'll end up having bingo when the bar opens back up to the public. Yes, so, so that's when everybody comes afterward. on down. Um, yep, with, uh, with some great prizes that we'll have for that as well. So funemploymentradio.com slash experience. Pick up your tickets now. Join us. Come hang out with us for a Saturday. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's only 10 bucks. And uh, and there are limited supplies of tickets for the VIP section of it, so and that's the live show. So pick up your tickets now. Come down and hang out with us. Yep, that'd be cool. All right, um, thanks everybody for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really do appreciate it. And sorry, those things have been getting stolen. We'll get more out to you. Yeah, I just don't know what else I'm supposed to do because those are the envelopes that they came in. So yeah, I know. I mean, I bought all of these envelopes, so I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, well, there's not much we can do. Thieves are thieves. Thieves be thieving, you know. Unfortunately, so if you if yours if your envelope did arrive and it wasn't in there, let us know, and uh, we'll figure out how to get another. Oh, one. they're on sale now, Cammy. Did you post a, pic- a link in the chat, Greg? No, I did not. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Funemploymentradio.com/slash/experience. You can pick up your tickets uh, right now. That would be do awesome. Do it. And, uh, yeah, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Special guest on tomorrow's episode as well. We'll have that tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, lots of stuff and things here mm-hmm. all week long. Yeah, but in the meantime, in between time, pick up your tickets to come hang out with us on that Saturday. It'd be great to see you before, oh, my God, we're flying to Alaska, and I'm so afraid of flying. Yeah. It'd be awesome to see you. See Sarah before she flies off mm-hmm. many hours in the air over the ocean, over mountains. That's Snow bears. Even if you land, there's bears. You ever seen the Alec Baldwin movie where they're in Alaska and they crash and they're like stalked by the bear? Sure. What's that one called? I have no idea. Maybe we should play that. Yeah, that would kind of make sense. Okay, yeah. we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye.